0: Welcome to The Glowdown by Breaking Beauty. Our mid-month episode featuring breaking beauty news, what products we're loving, and not so much, plus insider celebrity hair and makeup tips. And the trends that are blowing up our DMs. We've got the hot takes coming right up. Hey Carleen, it's that time of the month again.
1: You mean when we release a new episode of The Glowdown?
0: Yeah, that too, but it's also the time when I usually have a couple of pesky zits pop up on my chin. Oh yeah, but I don't see anything. That's because I've discovered a vegan, cruelty-free and organic three-step acne solution that uses tea tree oil as the main ingredient. It's called Kiva Organics.
1: 90s throwback ingredient. I love it.
0: Yeah, so what you do is you start with the face wash, moisturize with the tea tree acne cream, and then apply the serum. It helps disinfect and dry out zits the natural way. Wait, can Kiva be used on my sensitive skin? Yeah, it doesn't leave your skin all flaky like some other potent acne ingredients can. And the affordable system is also sold separately with a money-back guarantee.
1: What? That's wicked. Well, I understand our friends at Kiva are offering Breaking Beauty listeners a coupon code. Use Breaking Beauty 20 to get 20% off at KivaOrganics.com.
0: Exclusively for our U.S. listeners, you'll find that discount code in our show notes to make Kiva's three-step all-natural acne system part of your everyday routine.
1: You know what they say, friends who cycle together, stay together.
0: everybody, welcome back to The Glowdown. We are your hosts. I'm Jill. And I'm Carlene. It's summer. It's a million freaking degrees. My waterproof makeup is working overtime. (laughs) Carlene, how are you feeling?
1: I think you can tell by my voice that I am down and out with yet another sinus infection. Oh my gosh. I've been blessed. (laughs) Sad. And it's perfect for podcast (laughs) hosts.
0: I hope you feel better soon.
1: Thank you. I hope I do, too. I'm starting to get depressed, but
0: we're not going to go to that dark place No, we are not, because it is time. (laughs) It is hot outside, so we're going to explore some hot, hot topics in beauty. Let's do
1: it. There is so much happening right now in beauty, and there's a lot of really important discussions around inclusivity and representation Mm -hmm. and what beauty really even means these days. Mm -hmm. You know, that term um, can be so loaded. So we really feel like it's important to talk about more more than just product launches and brand founders, which we love. Um, But we wanted to open up our doors to chat with some new friends.
0: Yeah. And we had a little roundtable discussion. Mm -hmm. We invited three more women to um, weigh in on all of these hot topics. We were actually around your dining room table Mm -hmm. eating some incredible snacks. Well, thank you. You put on a good spread. Thank you. And thank you, No Frills, (laughs) for supplying all of that. (laughs) <laughs> Everyone was going ape shit over those like cinnamon toast crunch cookies. What were they? I don't know. They were so good. And the coffee you had, it was really good. You impressed no. me. So, first up, we're going to introduce our guests.
1: Today, you're going to be hearing from YouTube beauty vlogger Aisha Abdul. Aisha has 200,000 subscribers, and this is taken straight from her bio. Aisha acts as a voice for a largely underrepresented audience of women of color and women who wear a headscarf and creates content to empower all women what I can tell you having sat down with Aisha, I think her real power is she has almost like a big sister presence about her. Even though she's 22. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) She's got this kind of wisdom. So I think people want to listen to what
0: she has to say. Yeah. And her, her makeup style is like, so it's relatable, but aspirational. And she's gotten the attention of bustle and buzzfeed and she's appeared as a featured creator um, with YouTube Canada as well as at VidCon Mm -hmm. in LA and she's spoken on panels about diversity in beauty and in the YouTube space so we're really happy to have her with us yeah today
1: role model yeah we're also welcoming Toronto model Brie Ahmed who was recently part of a powerful campaign called every woman um, that came p- campaign had a goal to revitalize the face of Canadian fashion to challenge the status quo of imagery in Canadian media. And it was produced by a former model named Jessica Lewis. I've worked with her before. Yeah. Hey Jess.
0: And all <laughs> of the women were in their underwear. They were wearing NYX wear mm-hmm. and all shapes, all sizes, all shades, mm-hmm. very inclusive, unretouched. It's fantastic we'll link to it on our website and it was also in support of cam H. yeah an incredible cause Bravo. and we you know and brie as a model i've bumped into her before many times mm-hmm. backstage at the Marilyn dennis show mm-hmm. and she also does modeling on the social which is another national lifestyle talk show and she is a budding journalist yeah and uh last but never least she's written for cosmopolitan
1: mary claire rookie She's the host of Nobody Cares Except for Me podcast and her book of essays, also called Nobody Cares, is coming out in September. Her name is Anne T. Donahue.
0: Yeah, and her book, very exciting. It's been blurbed, you know, those little reviews on the back of the book jacket by podcast host and author Dolly Alderton from the UK and Emma Gannon and Flair magazine has called Anne, the internet's best friend. She even has high praise in high places from the likes of Gabourey Sibide, who also gave her a blurb on her book. Mm -hmm. And Gabourey is the actor and author of This Is Just My Face. And she said about Anne's book, Auntie Donahue's thoughtful book is hilarious and honest. It makes me uncomfortable in the most brilliant and relatable way. And exciting news, we have done a podcast Swap with Anne. So
1: stay tuned this fall when you'll hear Jill and I on Anne's podcast on the topic of bottom shelf beauty products. I think it's very worthwhile. It's the ugly gems still worth
0: hoarding. They, yeah, they so really they, work. These are the ones you're never going to photograph, but damn mm-hmm. do they work. Yeah. They're like down in the cupboard by your toilet yeah. paper. Yeah. So we'll link to all of our guests' social media handles on our website, mm-hmm. breakingbeautypodcast.com. And of course, we'd love to hear your feedback about all of these hot topics we're discussing today. You can join our private Facebook group, Breaking Beauty Podcast chat room. You can search for that. Or you know what? Leave us a review in Apple Podcasts. Tell us what you thought of the show. If you want, just leave us five stars. We'll take it too. (laughs) (laughs) So today you're going to hear about some hot topics in beauty
1: we will be discussing inclusivity versus tokenism, what works, what's kind of obvious that it's all marketing. We'll be chatting about body positivity and how many of us are grappling with wanting to stand for every body is beautiful. And then secretly
0: being like, I kind of want to lose 10 pounds though. Yeah, but it's not so secret. I think it's just a daily struggle of most, most women. Yeah. And by the way, we
1: we recorded this before Beyonce's FUPA statement in Vogue. Um, of course, by now, everybody knows FUPA stands for fat upper, I'm going to say pubic area. That's the PG-13 <laughs> version.
0: Very PG.
1: And I just want to be clear. I also stand with Beyonce one year after giving birth. I wasn't questioning my weight. I wasn't doing crunches. I was like, I love it. I earned it. You know, it was four years later when I realized my muscles had torn. That's a different condition called uh, diastasis recti. um, When no matter how much you work out or try to eat right, you still look five months pregnant. That's what bothers me, okay? So (laughs) let's not get them confused. The last thing I need is for Beyonce's army coming
0: at me, okay? (laughs) Yes, because you stand clarified. (laughs) Um, And of course, we couldn't let our guests go without asking them what's on their top shelf, what they're loving so... Here it is. Let's talk about what's hot.
2: I have one last question before we yes. get started. Is that a picture of Amanda Marshall on your wall? No. Okay.
1: No, it's not. Because <laughs>
2: I wish that it was. It was Amanda Marshall. You know the singer. I believe in you no. <laughs> You do know her She's like the 90s It's the 90s You guys uh, Why I wouldn't know this no. is, a, this no, is no, b- I'm
3: old I, I'm in the I was in the 90s But this <laughs> is like
2: was, Adult contemporary 1994 uh, uh, So I'd okay. be like Actually like, I kind of do i would okay. oh, be yeah, like, like
1: When you're in the dentist chair Correct like,
2: oh. Or like with your aunt Running errands And you're right. just like This is grown up I guess what it's, <laughs> it's like yeah.
0: This is my lifestyle <laughs> 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 um, Why don't we start first With Brie So um, Brie We're going to get you To please introduce yourself Tell us your name, what you do, and where people can find you, like on social media. So, my name is Brie. Um, my real
3: name is Burrito. So, a lot of people know me as that as well. But I go by Brie just to kind of help people out because I've been called Burrito, Dorito, just a whole bunch of stuff. I am a plus-size model, um, and uh, I don't think I'm an influencer, but I've met people that tell me that I am, which is really dope, I think. Um, And yeah, so my social media, uh, Instagram, I don't have Twitter, only Instagram. It's uh, BrieBXOX. My little cousin made it for me, so don't laugh, Um, back in 2011, (laughs) so it's really old. When I was living in New York, actually, um, the most cliche story ever – I was walking down the street, um, and some guy's like, are you a model? And this is before the whole body positivity movement Mm -hmm. was happening. And I looked at him, and I was like laughing in his face, because I'm like, do you see what I look like? And he's like, but you're beautiful. And I was like, okay, but I'm big. And he's like, so? He's like, you could be a plus-size model. So I didn't really take him in. I came back. I got fired from my job. I was working at Capital One. (laughs) I got fired. And then I started a YouTube channel um, a while back, but then I lost the password to it, which is really (laughs) sad. (laughs) Because I I actually had some pretty good videos. Yeah, and I've been trying to get it back recently. But yeah, so I would like to create my own content uh, once I'm done school and kind of focus on that. And I'm really outspoken on Instagram about, you know, being vulnerable and um, just really showing people that there's nothing wrong with being kind and having these vulnerabilities, especially with social media now. Everybody wants to be a savage. Everybody wants to be tough and this and that. But it's like we're all human. So it's just representation because I'm darker skinned. I'm also Muslim and Mm -hmm. I am plus size. So Mm -hmm. I tick off quite a few boxes. So yeah, just kind of showing that everybody's beautiful.
4: Tell us who you are. So my name is Aisha and I'm a YouTube slash social media content creator. Um, my YouTube name is Aisha Abdul, A Y S H A Abdul. And then all my socials are Aisha Haroon at a-Y-S-H-A-H-A-R-U-N. And um, yeah, so I've been um, doing social media for a little over a year and a half full time right now. Um, but I started my YouTube channel back in 2011, back in high school. And it's just, I mean, it's been amazing. I really love providing representation for women who look like me, women of color, um, women who wear the hijab and just like sending out a message that like we're here. Um, I love beauty. I love lifestyle. I love everything about that. And, you know, there's no reason there shouldn't be a place for someone who looks like me
0: in the media and finally last but not least we have auntie donahue hi hi so ann you and i go way back so
2: you are like my first or i think you were like my second editor ever yes yeah,
0: so we met in 2010 yeah which seems so long so ago you, now
1: you were an intern at
2: the time i right? i was Basically, writing for five dollars a piece. I'd say that's an internship. Oh God. Yeah. It was a
1: very awkward imbalance of power. Happening right here. It was, um,
2: you, I, we worked for t- 29 Secrets together. Yeah. But yeah.
0: Um, can you tell everybody what the tea and tea Donahue is yeah. all about?
2: Um, toast. No, I, it is <laughs> Teresa, very Catholic upbringing, Irish Lithuanian Catholic, very strict and very like, and Teresa Donahue. I sound like I'm ready to. Potato famine right out of here. We're like seconds away from like me going on board a steamship and starting off for a new life.
0: Tell Did. everybody what you've been up to since then and what you're doing now. Man, you have a podcast. I do have a
2: podcast. Um, I have a book coming out. The book is called Nobody Cares. It's a book of essays and it deals with um, fun stuff and then it also deals with a lot of heavier stuff. Like there's a lot of mental health in it. There's a lot of Um, conversations about like, I mean, addiction and alcoholism, which I thank God I've been five years sober last couple of months ago. Yay. 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 And now the Sheena's worn off. Nobody gives a shit. There's other, (laughs) it's (laughs) it's fine. So it's fun to have like a very personal essay book and then try to use those things as like conversations that are a little bit bigger and then using my own mistakes and fuck ups as like the, yeah, here we go. Cause it's the last thing I am. Is a perfect person. <laughs> Believe it. But right now, it's like right, like working as much as possible, writing as much as possible, getting ready for the launch which is September 18th at The Drake. Um, so come on, come on. Please buy my book. Please, Jesus Christ, buy my book. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and your podcast is called Nobody Cares also. It's true. We were guests on it. It should air sometime. It's going to
2: air, I believe, in September. Yeah. I like that podcast too because everybody comes in, like no episode's ever the same. You'll have somebody coming in because they talk about something or they're obsessed with. So like there'll be like my friend Miguel who talks about YouTube cooking tutorials. And then you'll have like, kiva this week talked about like agnes varda and then you guys talking about beauty products and it's like never ever the same and then conversations that go into like much bigger themes like vulnerability and um a lot of people like we kind of spill our guts on there a lot of the time where it's like here's some hard ways i've lived and then i think that makes people feel a little less alone so i try to use my work to make people feel a little bit less alone yeah um and -hmm. also to be more like Let's we're all in this shit storm together. Cause <laughs> let's be honest, it's yeah. cold and bleak out there. So we yeah. might as well be like, all right build more with more people and everybody as opposed to being like here's how to live
0: I don't know how to tell anyone how to live and yesterday (laughs) you went viral for one of your tweets can you tell everybody what happened
2: I don't understand like sometimes like all the tweets that I've ever done super well are always when I'm like halfway asleep and I'm like meh and then like I wake up and then it's just like I see so this one was I said I think it was something like I'm never more delusional than when I buy a new planner and think I'm going to like um, it's going to fix the world, which is true. Like, I'll buy a planner. I'm like, well, this is it. My life is perfect. And then Lucy Hale found it. And oh then, gosh, like, gosh. everybody found it. it's. There's been a couple. There's also that Meryl Streep one where Bette Midler retweeted it last year. Oh my it was when um, Meryl Streep gave that speech, and she condemned Trump. And he was. She, I was like, imagine what a fuck up you'd have to be for, like, Meryl Streep to her, use her lifetime achievement <laughs> thing. And then everyone's like, Meh. I've had other viral things that haven't been as fun, though, which you're like, this is incredibly bad. Yeah, that's when you're like every so often you'll tweet something that's like, uh, like during the election there was some political stuff, and then all of a sudden the alt right blogs found me, oh. and then they passed a photo around of me debating whether or not I was worth sexually assaulting or not. <gasps> wow. What? So no. that was fun. Oh my god. But you, it's weird. Oh it happens god, once, scary. and then you, and then you kind of, and you doesn't hurt ever again when it does happen. So you understand that like. The trade off is, I mean, what am I going to do? Not use it for something important or or like use it to elevate somebody else? It's like, Mm -hmm. and then fine. If you want to come after me, go fuck yourself. Am I allowed to swear on this podcast? Yeah. Okay.
1: Well, maybe we'll start with some fun stuff. Um, Guys, Kylie Jenner's 21st birthday is going to be happening by the time this episode airs. So what do you guys make of her glow down with um, her lip like deflating? She's not getting them done anymore. But she, she redid did them. yeah she redid them yeah really? yeah she, she, be she the had the them already she
3: yeah. had them she had them taken out for like two days yeah okay. and then yeah, the next day killed. they were just back to jay-z again they're exactly. just big yeah, yeah. Really? i think she
4: i think she just deflated them because they were like i don't know if you noticed but there was like a strange like divot they just looked oh. very big mm-hmm. so she like deflated them and then she just got them mm-hmm. slightly more natural i'm very much like you know do what you want but i think the whole thing that is just a little alarming now, is that, mm-hmm. you know, there a lot of people are growing up also on social media. A lot of children mm-hmm. are gro- growing up on social media, seeing people like Kylie Jenner, you know, like... Mm-hmm their idols getting so much plastic surgery and Mm. okay if you want to change something about you like I am no position to say that you can't but I've been seeing like videos on YouTube now of girls coming out and being like you know I was very influenced by by all these social media stars and I've I've gotten plastic surgery because of that and then it actually became an addiction so they were like oh my god like I love how my lips look now like I wonder if I could change like this little divot in my face Mm. by like fillers in or you know one boob is sagging so let me fix that mm-hmm. too and like it, it just became an addiction
1: yeah that happens and
4: y- yeah so I think it's it's a conversation that needs to be done like especially if you have like a child a daughter that's kind of going through that now you can be like you know what it's your choice but at the same time they have to know the risks and then also be like, don't get addicted to it either. Yeah. Yeah.
3: You know, what I was going to say is I feel like Botox is different than other cosmetic surgeries because you're not changing anything about you in terms of your feature. You're just kind of trying to rewind time. I feel like, um, i don't, I don't it. yeah that
0: <laughs> further 20 years please so, <laughs> so like it's like, still you right it's still
3: it's still yeah. use but i also yeah. kind of wish that people weren't doing uh plastic surgeries just because the of fact of you are trying to change your body to make society feel better you know what i mean mm-hmm. but society's standards of beauty and that kind of upsets me because it's like by not doing it, you're kinda of saying, Fuck you to everybody else. Mm-hmm. That's saying that this is what's beautiful, this is what you should you should look like. But then again, you know, it's it's I don't know, it's very difficult. I yeah. think to each his own especially with the lips nowadays. I feel like a lot of girls are just overdoing it. It's a it.
4: trend, yeah. It's a trend, but it's, it's crazy trend.
3: because I was just at a model job and uh, the makeup artist was doing my makeup and she's like, you would look so good if you got your lips done. What? What? Where? What? What? No. I'm like, what? Uh,
4: okay, side note for anyone listening. She has the most beautiful, <laughs> like luscious, yeah. I mean, amazing no. lips.
1: I was like, okay. <laughs> well, thank you so much. But when when the like, mic is off, I need to know the makeup artist's <laughs> <name>. <laughs> Yeah, right? Like I really do. Drag them to hell. Yeah, I, I literally was like, what? I was
3: like, wait, what? I'm like, wait, you think I should do it? She's like, yeah. She's like, they're not as full as they could be. She's what? Like, what on
2: earth? I'm is dying right snowing? now. And I was kind of like, okay,
3: sure. Uh, That's I also, crazy. I also
2: yeah. think of like, my what? one of my best friends and I were talking about this the other day where she's um, 37, turning 30. No, yeah, turning 38 or something. And I'm turning 33 this year. And there are like, I can tell now that I have like, like there's certain things on my face that I'm like oh this is your face now you've like I've got more under eye things and I can like there's crow's feet and I have a frown line which I'm actually like good now you can see how much shit I have to fucking cut up with (laughs) I'm constantly looking at my phone like are you kidding like and I kind of like I kind of like that my face tells that kind of a story because it's like I have lived some years quite hard and it's like just throw it on the face just look fine you get to see that like you're like I've dealt with bullshit and I've done this and this and that so it's like I'm just gonna wear it and Mm -hmm. you can
0: look at it I want to ask you, Brie, um, yes. I know that you were kind of speaking about acceptance and inclusivity. You were recently involved in the Every Woman campaign. Yes, I Can was. Can you tell us, everybody who's listening, what that is and what it was in support of?
3: Yeah, so um, the Every Woman campaign was basically um, Jess Lewis. She contacted and reached out to a whole bunch of us and it's women... She's a former
1: model that, who I yeah, worked with in the past. I
3: love her. She's yeah. the best. She's, she's so badass. She has this adorable baby. But anyways... Um, <laughs> Um, but yeah no it was an amazing campaign so it was a bunch of us and it was women of all different colors sizes and there was also um, a woman that was uh, transgendered which I think was amazing because there's not that much representation of transgendered women and I just thought it was it was dope to have so many different types of women and um, it was just it was bringing everybody together saying that we're all beautiful no matter what it is that we're dealing with
0: yeah I should point out that you guys were all posing in Nick's where you were all wearing yeah, underwear Knicks, yeah. and no, no retouching, right? Yeah, there
3: was no retouching. And, uh, we had the event two, two nights ago. And so our pictures were all blown up. And <laughs> so I'm just there and it's extremely vulnerable, but I loved it because you could see my stretch marks, mm-hmm. you know, you can see different things about my body that no other campaign or you know, public uh, form has ever shown of right. me, right? So I've been on magazines and on television, and they've always been retouched or covered. Mm-hmm. And so this was the first time it was there. I saw it, and other people saw it, and it was beautiful because everybody's like, "You're you're gorgeous," you know, "You're beautiful." And so for us to all see each other with our imperfections, and I say that in quotations, it was really dope. I thought it was. Beautiful. And was it in support of, um, Cam H? I feel like there's such a negative stigma with mental health still. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I think it's beautiful. Everybody thinks that if you have mental health issues, you know, you're, you know, you're crazy or this or that. And it's just, so that's really, really messed up. So the fact that she's doing that and she's making it a very open conversation, I think is
1: really, really needed. There are a lot of campaigns that are about the idea of inclusivity right now. There are billboards at Dundas Square for mm-hmm. uh, with Sephora. What do you think's the difference between a campaign like that that works, mm-hmm. or or do you ever see some that you're just like this feels really kind of like a marketing trend?
3: Yeah, I feel like as a woman of color, um, because I'm plus size and I'm a woman of color. You know what yeah. I mean? So I hit kind of two two brackets. Um, I feel like a lot of campaigns that I've been on or shoots that I've done, I felt like the token. It wasn't yeah. mm-hmm. like it wasn't like they were trying to show or cater to me specifically or the people that look like me. They're just like, you know what, we need somebody that's just gonna make this a little bit cooler. So let's just have the token like mm-hmm. black girl or this or that. And I'm just kinda like, I'm more than that, you know? And for sure. That's why I feel yeah,
4: and I find that happens a lot in beauty as well. I think yeah. it's getting a little better now, but um, yeah, it's it's the same thing that she's saying. Like, there's always just that token black girl, and then amongst like a bunch of other white girls, and it's yeah. like tokenism is not inclusivity like mm-hmm. you know someone in a boardroom and marketing might think it is and they'll be like oh wait wait, wait. no no we forgot this one like yeah. you know person of color mm-hmm. um and just, they just throw them in and from a person that is a part of that community you can really really tell when it's genuine and when it's just a marketing scheme mm-hmm. and I think a brand that did such an amazing job and I know everyone always brings this up but Fenty Beauty Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Not only were they inclusive with their shade range, but their marketing campaigns, you know, there was a model, a woman of color. um, She was bald and she had a gap in her tooth. You never really see that. There was a black hijabi in there. There was an Asian girl. There were obviously some beautiful white girls as well. There was just like, they hit every single community and it was just so special to see that like it was the first time I've ever seen a woman of color hijabi in a marketing campaign for beauty and that was like so special for my community and I think when brands really really connect with their audience on a very like authentic way that that goes so much more Uh, further than just like, you know, throwing someone in for the
1: sake of inclusivity. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. I think it's also maybe um, about if the products that they're representing Mm -hmm. or what it is that they're representing are actually like inclusive in themselves yeah. you know what I mean like does it feel like a genuine connection that's maybe I, it's so that's nailed. why Fenty yeah. nailed exactly. it because it, it was seriously truly it. you know doing what it was saying mm-hmm. right mm-hmm.
3: and like I've done some um some work for like lingerie lines and you know underwear and all that stuff and you know they always say nude but <laughs> nude for mm-hmm. people that are of darker skin isn't the same nude and I've mm-hmm. said that and As a model, I've been told, like, listen, you're just there. You don't have a mind. You don't have a voice. Just stand there and look look cute, right? (laughs) And I have, I try to, I never want to be condescending to people, but I, I do try to let people know, like, listen, like, you guys, you know, there is a whole different market of people that you could be reaching out to because there's no nude for darker skinned people. It's very rare to find. And if there is, it's expensive. Like I was at Nordstrom and I found like this bralette that was, I think $95 and it matched my skin tone, but I'm a student. I'm broke. You know what I mean? So
4: yeah. Like I want to go to Aerie and I want to go to like, I don't know, and Rose or somewhere like that and find a shade, not uh, some indie brand online that sells things
0: for like, you know, 100 bucks. Yeah. Yeah.
3: So You can tell. You can tell with the brand. Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. I feel like the steps are being made, but there's still a long way to go. Mm -hmm. So speaking of sort of things that are making headlines, still having this cultural moment where... You know, Kim Kardashian is going on social media and saying thank you when her sister say she looks anorexic and she name checked her weight at 118 pounds. And a a lot of people were just talking about how that is just so dangerous. And then but on the flip side of that, you have Rihanna who's saying she's thick Anna and (laughs) that she's like, if you want a butt, you also need a gut. And that, you know, she's on the cover of British Vogue and she was talking about how even though she's she's actually more relatable because Mm. she has a few extra pounds on her. So do you guys have any thoughts about that? If it's sort of dangerous or if it's just the moment we're in right now? So I feel like
3: it's a cultural thing. I feel like where you come from um, within the black community, the thicker you are, you know, the more banging you are, Um, which kind of sucks too because there are a lot of black girls with no ass. I don't have an ass, you know, (laughs) but I have, have boobs yeah <laughs> um, but it's thick to a
4: certain extent it's like you yeah. can't reach this point before you start looking fat yeah and you can't and i that was in quotes by the way i'm not calling anyone fat yeah <laughs> <laughs> but you know it, it's like it's like it's still an ideology like exactly it's, yeah
3: you know i did ballet for 19 years i danced all around Around Canada, and I was around predominantly white girls my age, and they were throwing up in the bathroom. And there would be a couple of them that had, you know, nice big bums because where I came from, the nicer you're at, the bigger Mm -hmm. your ass, the nicer it is. And a lot of them, like, oh my God, ew, no, I wish I could get rid of it. And they were starving themselves. And I'm like, do you know how many guys would line up to be with you? So it just depends on, I guess, where you where you come from. But it just makes me sad because, you know, Kim is saying I'm one hundred and what she say, 18, 118. 118. OK, so weight is the word like for you to step on a scale. That's just a scale is the most dangerous thing you can do for yourself mm-hmm. because I went to a gym. I don't remember, <laughs> And they weighed my body mass, my water, fat and all that kind of stuff. And they said that, you know, you weighed this amount. But you have to kind of break it up because for your height and, you know, the muscle mass, I have a lot more muscle mass. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, so I'm not like totally fat? He's like, no, you have a lot of muscle underneath. And so I think it's just very dangerous to say I weigh this and this is how much I should be. Like, it's I think it's it's bad. And also
4: Kim is like five foot yeah she's she's so small she's tiny Tiny, so like 119 pounds like might be good for her body type but like say a young girl that's like i don't know five six five seven that's like oh my god she's 119 i need to get to that Yeah. yeah and she doesn't have the same like you know it's just it's just dangerous that she like put that weight out and She's, so many people look she up to her still has a
1: body that's like one in a million like yeah. it's not realistic to yeah. have a waist that is that tiny exactly. and then a butt like that and boots like that
3: I refuse to believe that she didn't have any surgery like I, I think yeah. a couple years ago she went on the show and mm-hmm. she showed her bum yeah her yeah. ass yeah no that's bullshit she totally. that if you look at pictures from her from 2009 to now yeah, yeah. it's very unproportional she looks like an aunt now mm-hmm. and and I don't want to shame her or anything like mm-hmm. that's what you like but it's not I mean realistic. her body's banging yeah.
4: But yeah, it's, it's, it's one thing to be like, guys, my body's real. Like you can attain this with workout or like good like diet and exercise. Exactly. But like J-Lo. girls are like, okay, well, yeah, she didn't have plastic surgery. So I can look like that. Exactly. I'm going to wear a waist trainer every single day to make my, you know, waist it's,
1: look this small, my yeah. butt look this big. So it's it's, like, lies. it's like, not good. Yeah. Social media lies. It's, it's not good.
2: I think the problem, one of them too, is when you have conversations, when you use weight as any sort of currency, whether it be exactly. beauty currency or social currency a sexual currency, um, anything like that, what that does is when when you grow up with that in the back of your head, Mm -hmm. it's almost like being an addict in some ways too Mm -hmm. where you cannot – like every day is a fight to change the discourse around your own mental narrative. Mm -hmm. So like I'm 33 now, but I had the stomach flu last week and the week before for 10 days. So I lost 10 pounds. So logical me is like you need to – Like bulk up on your protein, have fruits and vegetables because you're obviously malnourished because you were very sick. But the part of me that was like grew up overhearing conversations between other women, conversations between family members, conversations in magazines before they got like when they woke before they woke up or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a part of me now that's just like, you look so skinny. This is so great. This Mm -hmm. is good. You could probably get even thinner. Mm -hmm. And like I've played without my whole life where Mm -hmm. I've like lost my period and. I've gotten like very ill because you are so dictated by what it means to be thin and have a certain body type that, and you don't even even, and it's not for you. It's always for something. It's always for other people. It's always for like, I mean, as a straight woman, like it's for the male gaze or if in terms of friendships, you're like, well, I'm hot enough to hang out with them now so I can go to the club with them because like they're all hot but now I won't look bad in photos with them Mm -hmm. and it's like basically untraining yourself every day like every day you have to be like why am I Why? what like where is this conversation coming from well and and
1: it's also for Instagram which is so image driven and so many young women want to be like their own Instagram stars and I think And I find it very difficult right now to be like we're in an era of body positivity, which is fantastic, like completely here for that. And But then at the same time, it's like, how do I reconcile? I really want to lose 10 pounds right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I just I struggle with that. I'm I, just like, am I a total hypocrite or what? No,
2: I think it's actually like. A lot of self-reflection of asking yourself what do those 10 pounds represent like mm. what is it that you think is going to happen when you lose those 10 yeah. pounds do you think you're go- like are you going to be happier is it going are you going to get that promotion that you want is it why are you why do we hang so much worth on
1: weight I mm-hmm. feel like I'd be more confident to answer that question I know that was like mm-hmm. <laughs> probably yeah. you know rhetorical, rhetorical but I think it's about confidence you know what I mean and maybe it's also like I think a lot of people would love to lose tan pants, mm-hmm. but for myself, like I've had two kids, so I have that thing with my stomach where it's like the muscles teared, mm-hmm. so I constantly look pregnant. And I mean, it's really it's really difficult.
4: I don't think there's a problem with being body positive and still wanting to lose weight. I think those are two separate conversations in my opinion, because I was very body positive and confident in myself. You know, I'm on a weight journey, a weight loss journey this year. So at the beginning of the year, I was 25 pounds heavier. Mm -hmm. I was still very confident. You know, I rocked my shit. Um, but now that I'm like 25 pounds lighter, I am still body positive. Like there's no, yeah, maybe I gained a little more confidence, um, but I think that also goes back to, like, I just wanted to get healthy again. Yeah. You know, like, I was very lazy. I never went to the gym. It wasn't always about weight, and I think I had to train my my mentality for that. And, you know, my trainer really helped me with that because she's like, you have to stop looking at the scale Mm -hmm. Because the scale is one thing, you know, when I'm, this might be TMI, but like when I'm about to get my period the week before, I'm literally seven pounds heavier. And the Mm -hmm. second my period ends, I'm seven pounds lighter. So it's like, you really have to take yourself out of that and be like, weight is not the only thing. If you are healthy, if you feel healthy, if you're confident in yourself, if you're body positive, you know, and you still want to lose weight, that's totally fine.
2: I think we also like, and I know I've done this. This is why I say like when you equate worth to wait. You project your ideals of what you don't have onto a person that seems to like embody physically all of the things that you want. Mm-hmm. So like you'll see, say like this girl over here and she's, you're like, oh my God, she looks so great in those pants. Oh, I bet she's like, look, she can wear that. She seems so confident blah, blah, blah. And now she has all these Twitter followers So she's doing this. It's like, but you don't know, we don't know anybody's life. Like exactly. everybody's journey yeah. is their own. And I think when we like there's no even when we talk about like correct body positivity versus like not it's like maybe we need to like literally talk about our expect like what at what point how are we going to actually let go of the idea that some sort of like a type of physicality equates positivity mm-hmm. or freedom or confidence et cetera because it's like you everybody's very everybody's body is very unique and everybody's story is very unique and everybody's history is very unique. And it's like when you see somebody, you're like, you don't know what's going on up there exactly. mm-hmm. or what it is they're battling or even how dangerous it can be after yeah. you see someone who's lost weight and being like, you look great. Well, for me, immediately I'm like, oh, okay, great. And you're like, logically you was like, stop, 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 stop. And then the other part is like, yeah, but if I'm exuding, like that, here's what it means. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but that's, we like... That's what I mean when I'm like this. Seem- this feels like it is a s- literal centuries-old yeah. problem. Yeah, mm-hmm. of- it's always ongoing. It mm-hmm. is always yeah. ongoing. It's just you got to learn how to deal with it. <laughs> yeah, you need to keep the voices at bay. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's
3: it's funny because I myself I feel like the healthier I am, the more weight that I have lost. But at the same time, I'm not doing it to lose weight necessarily. Um, it's more so like. I want to eat healthy and I want to Mm -hmm. work out. And I was talking to one of my really good friends. I don't want to say her name because, you know, she,
1: yeah. Fair. Um, Yeah, I don't (laughs) want to say
3: her name. But she was telling me, you know, she's a plus-size blogger. And um, there was a time last year where she had lost a ton of weight and she was so, so skinny. And she was doing it in a way where she was stressed and she was saying that she was manic. She was going through a lot of things. And everybody's like, you look fabulous. You look great. Yeah. But like you said behind closed doors her yeah she was and she was telling me this and even I didn't know that she was going Mm -hmm. through all that but she's like I didn't sleep for two weeks I was literally eating like barely nothing for a whole week I'm like wow that is dangerous Mm -hmm. but all her friends were like you look fantastic and she's so tall so she looks like a model anyway whatever that means um but yeah so I think it's just for me I just want to look nice in my clothing and just feel confident that doesn't have anything to do with
1: pounds on a scale if that mm-hmm. makes sense yeah before we close it out we need to trade some beauty tips like we mm-hmm. have to this is a beauty podcast sure. and are you
0: sure we're going to start with you because <laughs> yeah. okay, we've cool. been obsessed with your skin and I also <laughs> want to know about your brows. So please yes, take yes. it away. Okay. Tell us everything. You're not leaving until you tell us everything. Yeah. So,
4: skin is like my number one concern before beauty, before makeup and everything else because I feel like, like if your skin's looking good, everything else will look good. Um, and I've been like a skincare freak since I was like 17. So I, you know what, this might be very excessive, but have you guys heard of like the Korean 10-step Korean skincare routine? Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. It works might sound very excessive but like so I cleanse with an oil then I cleanse like I double cleanse Mm -hmm. and then I put on a toner I put on a serum an essence a moisturizer like there's a lot of steps that go into it (laughs) um one of my favorite brands is Caudalie so I use their vino perfect serum and I feel like that's what gives me like the really glowing skin is
1: that the new one
4: that just came? No, it's no no it's not that it came out last year it was like the Sephora VIP gift
1: tube yeah um they I, just introduced something oh yeah, new yeah, yeah. Vino pure and it's it's like the texture i is love wonderful. everything from coda yeah
4: so that's for skincare and then always remember sunscreen like sunscreen will be your best friend for wrinkles it'll be your best friend for hyperpigmentation everything what one do you like i know that so, finding
0: it once that's not ashy mm-hmm, for a darker skin exactly. is a real challenge so uh,
4: for the past year i've been testing like literally so many sunscreens like i made that my mission and i i just posted a video probably about a month and a half ago i'm mm-hmm. um, just comparing different sunscreens i personally like chemical sunscreens as opposed to physical that's the chemical ones don't give you that white cast or like yeah. that purpley mm-hmm. hue they do um, go on better now are they go on better ta- Better. are you
1: talking about strictly SPFs or moisturizers with I, daily moisturizer with strictly SPF, SPF. I okay. use two separate ones okay,
4: so right. a really great one um, I'm wearing it today is the Neutrogena Hydro Boost it's yeah. from the drugstore it's like 10 bucks yeah um I'm a like high-end that one. one that I really like it's a brand called Supergoop um yeah. I think they're I, I don't know if they're available in Canada to be honest no and but I they're need to bomb try this. they're so good I love their SPF um but with with foundation wise like makeup i personally a okay, beauty blender is my thing like mm-hmm. don't apply foundation with a brush i don't know how people do it <laughs> <laughs> it's just a beauty blender makes it look so seamless i wish that i was for wearing foundation so that you could see um but you don't need it though i was gonna <laughs>
1: Honestly, say you don't that your would s- just be like a
4: waste like- your skin
3: now is what i try to t- like attain with makeup so <laughs> you're good yeah. thank promise. you thank
4: you it took a while to get to this point because i did like have a lot of dark spots and hyper pigmentation because i wasn't really
3: that's what i deal with right now actually like it's darker on my mouth and like yeah yeah. and do you wear sunscreen no so you and and i like you have to teach me it gets
4: so the thing with sunscreen and why i talk about it on and on i never used to wear sunscreen is not only will it help with like aging and stuff but it'll also help with just like dark spots so say yeah. for example i get pimples sometimes and then when they go away if i'm not wearing sunscreen they get darker they leave a dark mark yeah sunscreen kind of covers that because the sun is very damaging and it'll make those dark spots deeper yeah mm-hmm. so when you kind of have that layer then you put your foundation over top that it just slowly and then using vitamin c's to kind of lighten those spots mm-hmm. that's just kind of how i like you really see the, like, like she was
3: saying because it makes darker skin look ashy that's mm-hmm. why i never wore it i'm mm-hmm. like i don't want to look purple so I like you. i always stated. I'll wing. send you
4: that video, girl. Perfect. <laughs> yeah,
3: <I watched> <laughs> um, so Benefit,
4: uh, Precisely My Brow. It's like a really teeny tiny pencil. It's like one of the retractable ones. I, I love that. I use... Um, a slight so this is my tip I use a slightly lighter shade than what you would assume so you'd assume like a deep brown brow I use like kind of like a medium brown Mm -hmm. and I find it like it looks more natural that way and always set with a clear brow gel I just brush them all Mm -hmm. up and it just makes your brows look like Carrier, if that makes sense mm-hmm. and that's like my that's my two things and what about you we
0: didn't get your beauty tips oh heavens because um, you always we didn't describe but you always have this great retro thank Mad you well, except vibe. for today well if,
2: when it's humid don't even bother <laughs> like it's not gonna work out for yeah. you in 15 minutes but on a normal nice day um I'm a big I wear I use like a actually just a brown eyeshadow and brush to fill in my brows and then I use them a clear mascara oh, yes. to like set it yes. um and then I live and die by Fenty highlighter Ooh. because it's Fenty and it's Healthy highlighter. wife. Actually, a gold, I I, yeah. it is a little yeah. too Yeah, that's for if I'm like feeling special. Yeah. Um <laughs> this is like the two the blush and the highlighter oh, okay, that comes together yeah, okay. and you like just go for it. Um I do love a bold lip. Not to again, it's it's really hot today, so if you guys saw me you'd be like, Should not bring your makeup? And it's like true, because otherwise I will sweat it all off. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> I love a little understated cat's eye. You don't need to go full Winehouse because um, that's just not going to – I used to do that, and I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> you looked as fucked up as you were. So, like, that's <laughs> – I played the
1: part. you're oh lucky um, you have the eyes for it.
2: I also have to put on sunscreen because I also – I actually avoid the sun mm-hmm. because I'm very – I'm, I'm as tanned as I'm tan ever gonna right get. Yeah.
0: Little known fact about Anne, you hate. It was actually a well-known fact. You hate, I hate summer. The summer. What? It <laughs> makes Why? Me,
2: it makes me feel so sick. Like I'm really bad in heat. Like no I get way. really I get heat exhaustion so easily. So oh.
3: when's your favorite time of the year? Fall
2: and winter. Oh, yes. Oh my okay, god.
3: Not winter. Not winter. Fall. Oh, yes. yes. Fall's I, <laughs> I own a lot of vintage fur
2: coats. Okay. <laughs> so I'm kind of like this is my time. Yeah. I dye and cut my own hair. Believe it or not. No way. Wow. Amazing. Yeah. So. It looks great. And
1: are your nails real? Because yeah. they are amazing. Wow, these I are was real. Looking at them, oh, thank you. So oh. Great. You don't wash dishes. <laughs> I do,
2: but this is the Essie gels polish. Oh, oh so wow. does it stay on longer? It stays on Ooh. for a week. Gel, Gel yeah, it. it's wonderful. Yeah. Um, and then I mean, I keep it like concealer. I have my powder. I'm mm-hmm. also very like it's almost like a very traditional like retro 60s yeah, era. A bad man thing going on, What's really your favorite it. red lipstick? MAC okay. has my fave. Um, I'm liver liver die Lady Danger. Uh, mm-hmm. um, yes. Love Lady Danger. Yeah. Right now though, the Fenty um, glass bomb is my like summer I vibe. I love that. Because it it's so, so perfect. Literally perfect. And also you get the, it's hot so you get the line with lipstick and mm. that is ugly and I don't want to <laughs> do that to other people. I don't care because I can't see it <laughs> but other people can see it and nobody should have to look at that. <laughs> You. And breathe. We got
0: we got your DIY tip, but what what's in your makeup bag? Honestly, right
3: now? I'm looking at these two and I'm just like taking notes because <laughs> I
1: I'm I'm a hot mess. I don't no, no you're not. I don't honestly. I love your I, lipstick color. So let's start with that. What are you wearing on your lips? So
3: here's the it's thing. So good. I don't buy brand name anything, mm-hmm. and that's not because I don't want to. It's just because, like I said, I go to the beauty supply store and I find just things match my skin tone a lot Mm -hmm. more at Mm
0: -hmm. the beauty supply store Mm -hmm. do you guys know what that is by the way yeah yeah Yeah? okay
4: it's it's like it's like where they sell like hair weave um hair products but they also have a a lot
0: of gem place that people need
3: to know about um if you're willing to go out a little bit yeah um there's this really good one it's called coras and it's Hmm. on shepherd and
4: is it clora you said
3: is it Chlora or Cora?
4: Chlora. Chlore or whatever. Chlore, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Shepherd and um Shepherd uh, and Markham Mark. Oh, no, and Mark and yeah, 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 yeah.
3: So they have a lot of cool stuff. And so I actually don't wear lipstick. What I do is I get a liner oh. and I use that as a base, a brown, mm-hmm. and then I get a darker brown and I line my lips and lately I've been into this like two thousands glossy lip thing I going love on. Yeah. yeah before before I came in I, I, I look cuter but yeah I don't know I just I just as long as my brows and my skin yeah is dewy and my lips are popping what I'm lashes are you wearing you know what's funny I got these for two dollars well they look great well I love your yeah. lips but you should really get them done I know, ah! right? 100%. <laughs> mom's Even like better. give me give me the name of that makeup artist Honestly, i'm gonna smack her i'm right. like i'm like
1: i need yeah drag them to hell yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> she's going on reddit thanks Same. thank you everybody of for course. joining us of today. Beauty so fun. Fun. yeah yes. no
3: thank you so, thank you for having us